Next on BYU Sports Nation, Merry Christmas Eve and Happy Game Day. Holiday football is a go for BYU and Hawaii. The voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel and ESPN sideline reporter Quint Kesnich will join us. Plus, we're two-on-one with BYU senior safety Diane Gonwoloku, why he'll take on Sharks for his teammates. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Aloha Stadium, site of today's Hawaii Bowl, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. How's it? BYU Sports Nation is live from Aloha Stadium in Honolulu, your day-to-day play-by-play presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It started raining just in time for the show Literally to start. 15 seconds before the show, it starts raining. Merry Christmas oh, Eve. Yeah, festive attire for you. That's great. I yeah. didn't get the memo, apparently. Well, uh, this is uh, I'm always, this is next level preparation, right? What are you saying? <laughs> I'm always prepared to go to the beach. That's what I'm prepared to do. Yeah, it's not next level communication, but the preparation, sure. Tuesday, December twenty fourth, <laughs> wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us again. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with soon to be Hawaii resident Jerem Jordan. Yeah, it's been a great. Great stay. We're all uh, red-eyeing out of here to try and get home for Christmas after this. But there is a reason for the season regarding BYU football, and it's going to take place behind us. So here we are at Aloha Stadium, uh, the site of many BYU-Hawaii classic games, right? Pro Bowls have been played here, of course. So this is pretty cool, and uh, BYU has a chance to finish the season on a high note, get an eighth win, and uh, do some damage here. Where two years ago, you were here, BYU beat Hawaii 30-20. to uh, we called it the Dylan Collie Bowl because uh, yes. Dylan switched teams after that. Um, so Dylan knows. He called it on Twitter the Buddy Bowl. Yes, because I, he, he has knows friends on both sides. On both sides. So there you go. It is Hawaii Bowl game day. And uh, while the rain comes down, it certainly will dampen the spirits of a yeah, it's, loaded show. It's like a, it, this is the hardest it's rained the whole time we're here. And it's not raining super hard, but it's it's uh, the torture of a thousand drips. Right? <laughs> That's what's going to happen during the show. No complaints, but. Yeah, it's raining a little bit. It's ESPN sideline reporter Quint Kessenich is going to join us and talk about uh, what he has gathered from BYU football. What kind of Cougar team does he expect to show up today? The voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, on what BYU has left to prove. And we're two-on-one with BYU senior safety, Diane Gonwoluku. What are his emotions like as he goes into his final game and uh, plays one more time in a BYU uniform, not to mention our final going for two picks, and the realistic best-case scenario for BYU. So we want blue goggles, but not oversized blue goggles. We just want the regular-sized blue goggles. This is a blue goggle think about network. It's BYU TV, baby. Let's go. Blue goggles on, because here are your Christmas Eve BYU Sports Nation headlines. Yes, Hawaii Bowl game day. BYU and Hawaii kick off at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on ESPN. Watch Countdown to Kickoff with Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, and David Nixon back in Studio C in Provo. Jerem and I, of course, will be here live at Aloha Stadium. Head coach Kalani Satake working on what he hopes is his third bowl game win, trying to stay undefeated in that category. And you know what? It's time to send those seniors out with a win. To us, winning is uh, it's a big thing for me personally and Micah because we're seniors and it's our last game to play with our boys and the underclassmen and just show them every game counts regardless if it's a bowl game or if it's not or if it's your last game. Uh, you just got to play it like it's your last. More from Diane Gonwoloku coming up in just a little bit. I know this is a big deal. Everyone's very excited about this. The Phil Steele All-Independent Teams is out. There are six independent teams. James Empey, 
Matt Bushman, Diane Kawulku on the first team, Brady Christensen, and Isaiah Kafusi, Mitch Harris, the long snapper on the second team. Again, there are six teams that are independent. Congratulations to those guys. I may or may not have seen Mitch Harris do a gainer off a 25-foot rock yesterday. Oh, nice. Yesterday. Yeah. Well, he'll be ready for the game. That's great. <laughs> and he's still safe. Hopefully he's so all right. It's yeah. good. He's okay. Yeah. He's okay. On to uh, Jamal Williams and the Green Bay Packers, who said in a tweet last night, we are kings of the north. We, yes. We the north. Yes. Jamal Williams and Green Bay win the NFC North, defeating the Minnesota Vikings 23-10. to He had six carries for 33 yards, two catches for 19 yards. Listen to this. Jamal Williams now has 460 rushing yards on the year. And six touchdowns, but he did most of his damage in the end zone receiving the ball. He's yeah. turned into a nice receiving option for Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. Absolutely. He's very versatile that way. He's become a good pass protector as well. That's great for Jamal. Congratulations to uh, Jamal Williams and the Packers. Repping the Y, by the way, oh. on his way to the game. Always. 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 Love it. Got the fanny pack, the whole thing. We should have brought a fanny pack in the way. That would have been nice. Off the block names, preseason All-Americans in college volleyball. BYU's Gabby Garcia-Fernandez on the first team. Davide Gardini uh, on the second team. Those two, junior and sophomore, respectively. I voted on those teams, and I had that exact thing. I had uh, Fernandez on the first team and Gardini on the second. I think Gardini could be a first-team All-American. Also, Taylor Sander in the All-Decade Player uh, voting. TJ DeFalco is the player of the decade, according to Off the Block. Taylor Sander uh, took third place in that. So going back to the fanny pack commentary, yeah. um, is that a lack of communication as well on our part? We need to communicate better if we're going to bring no, fanny packs. No, I just didn't think about that. <laughs> Which, by the way, 30 minutes ago, it was pitch black in here. Literally the only lights were our lights. And now we may not need hardly any lights. And the sun's coming up. It's early. It's beautiful. This is going to be a great day, hopefully, for uh, BYU and BYU fans to watch this Christmas Eve, hanging out with the family. And... Uh, this is a great day. I, I was going to say this. I'll say it now. I think this is as good of a bowl experience outside of, say, playing in the New Year's Six that BYU could possibly have. Being in Hawaii, this experience, with their families, in an amazing place, playing in a, a game where BYU's played historically against a kind of old whack rival. This, is, this has been a great trip sure, for BYU yeah. football. The Las Vegas Bowl in 2015 did a nice job of uh, hyping up that game against Utah and ramping things up. They were good activities. But it's not Hawaii, right? <sighs> Done Vegas a million times. It's not you know, Hawaii. You know what I mean? That was literally the sixth Vegas Bowl you had been to, or something. Yeah, it was fun to play Utah. That was the fun part. Every time uh, I come until to, the game happened. Yeah, every time <laughs> I come to Aloha Stadium, and it's at a grand total of two times now. Uh, I get the impression, the same type of feeling I have when I walk into Qualcomm Stadium, that there's a lot of BYU history here. <laughs> that the stadium needs renovation? And Is that, that the, the feeling you And get? that the stadium needs renovation. No question. A lot of history here, though. Absolutely. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU has beaten Hawaii five straight times. And in each of the last two seasons. Remember 2017, the program's worst season in 50 years? I know you'd like to forget that, but yeah. yeah BYU bring it up. came to Hawaii and still beat the Rainbow Warriors by double figures. 10-point win, 30-20. to 20. Then BYU follows that up with a blowout victory in Provo last year, 49-23 in Zach Wilson's first career start. Yet the Cougars enter the 2019 SoFi Hawaii Bowl as a mere... Two-point favorite against Hawaii. Two points. Jerem, will today's game be as close as the line indicates? No, the only thing preventing BYU from winning by double figures would be being distracted, which 
can be easily done, right, given the situation. And this has been a, a fun thing here. But BYU has played Hawaii the last two years. It's not like Hawaii was drastically different. Two years ago, that was not the same kind of Hawaii. Last year, Hawaii was pretty good. Came into Provo, what, 5-1 and one or something? Uh, one of the top passing offenses. Does that sound familiar? 9-5 and five Hawaii team, 13th in total offense, 6th in passing. Super right? weak strength of schedule. Yeah, it sounds all too it's, familiar. It sounds familiar. I think if Zach Wilson plays a normal regular game, and we haven't seen him outside of UMass kind of get back to uh, up to speed, right? I think BYU wins this game. Here's the thing that pops to me. There are five teams that had a losing record who played Hawaii this year and scored 30-plus, mm-hmm. okay? Arizona, 4-8, and eight, scored 38. New Mexico was 2-10 and 10 and scored 31. Can BYU score 31? Yes! I think BYU can get into the 40s today. I really do. Fresno State was 4-8, and eight, scored th- 38. San Jose State, 5-7, 40 points. Army, 5-8, and eight, scored 31. Hawaii defeated two teams with a winning record. BYU defeated five. The Cougars are a better team. But is it September BYU or is it San Diego State BYU, if you will? The Cougars certainly need to show up. There's going to be some juice. For the Hawaii crowd, it's going to be fun to have BYU back in here. But it's been five in a row, as you mentioned. And the last time the BYU lost in here, it took Luke Staley breaking his leg the week before. It took the depression of not making the Fiesta Bowl. And it took 72 points, right? 72 points. It would have been 46 to win. BYU still scored 45. But it's taken an amazing effort to beat BYU from Hawaii recently. And that was 18 years ago. Will the line be as close as indicated? No. I think BYU will be in control for the majority of this game. And by in control, I mean up by nine plus or more. So essentially two scores. Hawaii may add a late touchdown or a field goal to inch things closer to that line. It's their home field. Maybe they're extra motivated because it's their final game for the seniors. And they have BYU and Hawaii. And they're trying to kind of restoke the flame of the rivalry. I, but I still think BYU will be in control for the majority of this game. Listen to this. Hawaii is 11 spots lower than BYU in the Sagarin ratings, okay, which is not a huge gap, but their strength of schedule numbers are not close to what BYU has done. Yeah. It's not close. They just haven't really been Utah challenged. isn't even close to what BYU did. Utah. Hawaii's been relatively <laughs> okay, but... I mean, what what have we seen from Hawaii to make us think that BYU is going to be in huge trouble today? Not huge. Common opponent recently is one that sticks out, though. San Diego State. San Diego State came in here and lost 14-11. BYU lost 13-3 at San Diego State. So that commonality late in the season makes you think a little bit, right? I still think BYU is the better team in my completely biased opinion. <laughs> They're paying the bills, you know? Those Sagarin ratings with BYU 11 spots higher, some people might say, well, that's essentially on par. What have we seen to make, make us think that, that Hawaii is on par with BYU this season? I'm telling you, just the San Diego State thing. And you see Cole McDonald. You see the arm. You see the dreads. You see uh, three guys that could have 1,000 yards. You see a dude that could have 1,000 rushing yards, which, by the way, that, that could happen today, by the way. Yeah, it could It'd happen. be the second time in FBS history you'd have a 3,000-yard passer and, uh, was it, 3,000-yard receivers and a 1,000-yard rusher. Tulsa 07 is the only team to do that, and that team beat BYU 55-48. I watched that at University Mall, the theater. Wow. It was packed, and it was yeah. like 90 degrees. <laughs> it was crazy. Okay, topic two. What are the best and worst-case scenario for BYU in the Hawaii Bowl today? You know what I was leaning towards? Best case is BYU scores 35-plus, but I'm going 40-plus. 40 40-plus 40 is the number B- to me. Yeah, yeah. BYU, yeah. best case, 
realistic scenario is the Cougars score 40-plus points because, you know what, that's what BYU does in these, in these games against Hawaii. The Cougars typically score, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Dot, dot, dot. BYU typically scores 40.4 points per game in its current five-game win streak against Hawaii. BYU yeah. in 2017 with an anemic offense. They were 3-9 and nine coming into the game. They still managed 30 points against Hawaii. Your BYU, boy Joe Critchlow put up 30. BYU go, and Zach Wilson put up 49 against essentially the same team last year in Provo. The defense hasn't gotten 49. much better. Nine, and it was Zach Wilson's first start. The, the defense for Hawaii hasn't gotten much better. So why would we anticipate that the Cougars can't score 40 today? If BYU doesn't score 40, then this could get weird. Yes, I think the best case scenario. Oh, okay, what's the worst case? Worst case scenario is just a loss, period. A whether loss it's, whether it's by one, whether it's by 10 or 20, a loss in any way is the worst case scenario for BYU because now you're staring at seven and six and you have sputtered to that seven and yes. six. You lost to San Diego State and Hawaii after you beat Tennessee, USC, Boise State, and dominated Utah State and Logan. Like, you yeah. can't you cannot sputter that way. That's the worst case. Worst case for me is a blowout loss where the offense doesn't show up. Or any loss where the offense doesn't show up. Because then we go into the offseason and go, what happened to the offense? I thought they'd rediscovered it. BYU renewed Kalani Sataki, and then they lose San Diego State and Hawaii. What's that? So BYU needs to win this game. I've talked about it. There's a great sense of urgency, um, at least for me. I hope the team has the same sense, right? A win, eight wins, quantifiable growth like we've talked about. Um, if BYU wins 40-ish to 20-ish like last year, that's a, that's a great situation because Hawaii will score points today. I don't see a situation where they score less than 24. I think they're going to score, but BYU's got to score more. And then uh, I think the best case is that Zach Wilson shows that, hey, I'm Zach Wilson still. My, my hand and my wrist and my shoulder, I'm good. There's been, you know, three or four weeks since the last game, and he looks good, has four touchdowns in any form, a couple through the air. That would be the best case scenario for me. Yeah. BYU has showed some real signs of toughness and flashes of brilliance in the wins that we talked about in but the early part of the minute. season and in the middle part of the season. Yeah, it feels like it's been a long time because we had to sit on the San Diego State result for essentially a full month. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at three points. BYU scored three points in the last month. <laughs> okay. A lot of games no. were played during that time. <laughs> yeah. BYU needs to show up here, and they need to – it's not enough to win in this game for me because we need to see the offense uh, take a step forward. We need to see that Zach Wilson's the guy. BYU football will say goodbye to 19 seniors You're the and Sarah McLaughlin potentially more players if BYU has a player or two leave early for Bushman, National Football League consideration. Yeah, here's looking yeah. at you, Matt Bushman and Kyrus Tonga. So, Jerem, which BYU football player in their final game as a Cougar, will have the greatest impact in today's Hawaii Bowl. I'm going to say Aleva Hifo. Aleva Hifo last year in the bowl game had a 70-yard touchdown. Happy birthday to Aleva Hifo yesterday, by the oh, way. Oh, nice. He's, yep. uh, what, 29? <laughs> it's probably 22. I think he'll have a Toledo-type performance as well. He had a 75-yard touchdown in that game. He's a guy, he's BYU's most explosive receiver down the field. And it's not that he catches... Um, a deep ball. It's that he makes a guy's mi- uh, guy miss, mm-hmm. and it's one on one, and it's over. He, his shakeability is really high. I think Aleva Hifo could have one of those games. Now it's probably going to be the third drive of the game, going t- to the right. 
That's my call. You're calling I'm gonna your be shot. That specific. You're calling your yeah. shot. It ain't going to happen. But if it does, I said it. <laughs> Eleven Hifo will have a big catch. It's like a Mark Durant prediction for BYU right. basketball. He makes a prediction before every, every game, game and Twitter, sometimes yeah. it's like really weirdly close. <laughs> okay, so maybe you should start doing that for BYU football every games. time. Well, remember, remember with Wisconsin. I said, hey, let's just say it. BYU will beat Wisconsin. Uh-huh. Then after the game, I'm like, hey, I totally I told called you. it. I told you. I didn't point out that I said they'd probably lose. <laughs> yeah. It's all about where you edit it and <laughs> cut it off before yeah. you send it out to the social medias. Okay, I think that, and, and I'm going to cheat a little bit here. I what? Think, I think the safeties for BYU, the oh. two seniors, Diane Gunwoloku and Austin two. Lee, <laughs> will have a major, if not the biggest, impact on this game. Hawaii is almost painfully prone to turning the ball over this season. And I think the BYU safeties are the guys to make the plays today. Might not be interceptions, but it could be fourth down stops, could be pass yeah, yeah, deflections, okay. a safety blitz. You know, they, there will be opportunities for Diane Gonwoluku and Austin Lee to make plays. They'll create some momentum shifting for BYU. The two senior leaders, I think, will set the tone for BYU defensively because if they can shut down the Hawaii defense with that senior leadership, then that offense can play with a little bit more swagger and, and go out. BYU builds a big lead, watch out. I would love for Cole McDonald to be mic'd up on the sideline and this to happen and him to go, that senior leadership is overwhelming over there. You guys, we've got to overcome that. Let's go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was the difference in this game? The senior, the senior leadership, leadership for BYU. Austin Lee and Diane Gawolko whatever his name is. They yes. overwhelmed us with their maturity. The, you know what? The adva- It's like, well, neither guy went on a mission, so yeah. Yeah, I I like the safeties. I think both those guys are really physical players. It could be a big hit, forced fumble. Dine's got a nose for the football. He's got a could be a special could be a special teams you know turnover. I I don't know. I just expect big plays from those guys. Let's mention that turnover huge storyline in the game because BYU's been awesome at creating them, and Hawaii has been the worst team in FBS. Awful. Pain. Like I said, painfully prone giveaways. Uh, Christmas spirit. Giving it away. Let's see if Hawaii's uh, charitable that way today. Our question of the day. What is the best case scenario for BYU football in today's Hawaii Bowl? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At first, or the first response rather from at DB underscore Nelson 22. Best case scenario would be if BYU dominates the line on both sides of the ball and put pressure on Cole McDonald so he can't make a pass. BYU scores a lot of points. So BYU winning in a blowout fashion and uh, controlling Cole McDonald in the Hawaii offense. What we haven't discussed is that the BYU defense can win this game. We keep talking about the BYU offense. Got to outscore him. Got to outscore him. But guess what? Last year in Provo, BYU only needed 24 points. So can the BYU defense force enough turnovers, prevent the run? In the run and shoot era, 15 seasons, Hawaii averages 143 uh, rush yards this year. That's the most of any season in the run and shoot. They can run the ball, too. Got to stop that, too. Yep, that's why I'm going to the safeties. There you go. You know, you could, if the safeties are big, then BYU's defense could legitimately that win the game. That senior leadership overwhelmed us. Overwhelmed. Coming up, one of those guys, Diane Gawolku, on Swimming with Sharks. What? And yesterday we discussed what BYU has left to prove this season. The voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, will join that conversation. This is BYU Sports Nation live from Aloha Stadium. Aloha! BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 
Tonight, Countdown to Kickoff is live from Aloha Stadium, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific, as the Cougars and Rainbow Warriors tangle in the final game of the season for both in the Hawaii Bowl. Dave, Blaine, David, Handle Things in Provo will be here. Join us for live warm-ups, reaction, and previews of the game. Aloha. We are live from Aloha Stadium in beautiful Honolulu. Your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play continues. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. So grateful that it is bowl game day. The countdown to holiday football is over, and, almost. And uh, Merry Christmas uh, to everybody out there. Exciting uh, times. Hopefully you're spending it with uh, loved ones. Certainly. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is a former All-American lacrosse goalkeeper at Johns Hopkins University and current ESPN sideline reporter and college football insider Quint Kessinich making his BYU Sports Nation debut. Quint, Merry Christmas Eve. We appreciate you joining us. Yeah, Merry Christmas and good morning. Uh, beautiful day here in Honolulu and uh, we're excited for this game. It's kind of a standalone Hawaii Bowl on Christmas Eve, and um, there'll be a lot of eyes around the country watching this one. Certainly so. Quint, I think uh, you're the first ever former Baltimore Thunder lacrosse player we've had on the show. So that is, that is you're true, You're making yes. history. We're super excited about this. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, my one regret, I'm not a collector, but my one regret is I don't have my jersey uh, from from my brief little uh, foray into professional indoor lacrosse because I know in a couple of years that my daughter's going to go around looking for it. I wish I wish I had it. We'll look for it on eBay later today. We'll try to find <laughs> that for you. Let's talk about this Somebody's matchup. Vegas has it, it as is, a pretty even. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a run. Uh, this is a pretty even matchup. Vegas has this one and a half, two, two and a half. Um, Hawaii nine and five, fifteenth game, ninth home game. BYU coming in at seven and six. Had some really nice wins earlier in the year. Discovered itself midway through the year, and then is, has sat on this San Diego State loss, where only produced three points against a top ten defense. How do you feel about this matchup between Hawaii and BYU today? It's interesting. You know, I never look at Vegas until I do some homework. I watch some tape, kind of make a, an imaginary line in my own mind, and then compare it to what Vegas says. And usually Vegas is the smartest of the smart. Uh, so I think this, this is an accurate, you know, the good BYU team can win this game by 7 to 10 points. The bad BYU team that we've seen can lose this game by a touchdown. So their inconsistency is, is, is tough to gauge. Hawaii motivation favors the Rainbow Warriors. So th- this is a game, a rivalry game. They're at home. Uh, looking for 10 wins. So, so I think emotionally what's at stake favors Hawaii. Talent perhaps favors BYU. But uh, that line is accurate. My only inclination would be maybe we're not going to see as many points, 64-and-a-half, uh, as, as Vegas predicts. Quint Kessinich, ESPN sideline reporter with us on BYU Sports Nation. Quint, when you look at the quarterback matchup specifically, which QB do you feel like will impact the game more today? Cole McDonald for Hawaii or Zach Wilson for BYU? Good question. You know, uh, we spent time with Zach Wilson yesterday, and I'm confident that he's going to play better. Uh, I I think he's going to have a strong game. You know, I didn't love what I saw against San Diego State, obviously dealing with the thumb injury, his grip strength, coming off the shoulder surgery in the offseason. He's finally healthy, and I think the time, the last three weeks, have been, really been beneficial for him. So I, I think he can finish up the sophomore season with perhaps his best game. Uh, meanwhile, Cole McDonald has been inconsistent. A lot of picks early in the season. They get like four in the Arizona win. He had three against Washington. This is a turnover-prone Hawaii team, but they've cut back in that department. 
What Cole does well is distribute the ball in the run and shoot. A lot of short passes. Uh, his his accuracy over the top outside of the hash marks has not been great this this season. And BYU did a great job last year against the Hawaii slot receivers. They'll press him at the line. They'll they'll put a safety over the top, and they'll actually play more man coverage than typical. There's a BYU team, as you guys know, this season that's been heavy rush only three dropping into that zone coverage with their long linebackers, tipping a lot of balls, 15 interceptions. So I, I think they're going to dare McDonald to throw the ball over the top uh, and, and try to take away some of the underneath routes. Uh, it'll be interesting. He's been inconsistent. He's got the arm talent, uh, ugly decisions at times. Uh, but, but, but I think the good news for Hawaii is they have Chevin Cordero behind him who's more than a capable backup. Uh, this is a young man who came in and threw for over 300 against San Jose State. So McDonald starts. He's the guy. But uh, if he doesn't play well, look for a quick hook. Zach Wilson, uh, Quint, has never thrown an incompletion in any bowl he's ever played in. <laughs> Volume of one. Do you think we'll see an incompletion today? I do. And I, I would say it would happen on, on the, the second series. On the second series. You know, you know, Zach is he, he's still <laughs> he, he's still finding himself uh, very confident. But finally, you know, when he gets his health under him, I, th- I think that's when you'll see the most progress and growth. He's, he's really been stunted by by these injuries. He, he's got a, a an astute mind. He likes to make the big play. He's got that zippy release. I mean, it stands out on tape. It stands out in person. He can scramble. They've been moving him more lately because the offensive line hasn't been been you know. Uh, holding up as well. I, I was amazed watching t- tape of their last game, how often they rolled him out. Uh, and he can do that. Uh, but th- this will be interesting because, you know, last year BYU ran the ball effectively to the perimeter against Hawaii. And so I, I, I think Hifo on the jet sweep and on the reverse could be the main difference maker in this game. We're talking with ESPN sideline reporter Quint Kessinich as BYU gets ready to take on Hawaii in the 2019 SoFi Hawaii Bowl. Quint, BYU owns wins over Tennessee, USC, and Boise State this season, then losses to Toledo, USF, and San Diego State. When you look at all of that, can you sum up what the national perception of BYU is right now? I just think it's inconsistent because, you know, you watch the the USC game. I remember watching it live. Uh, the overtime win, the win, win, win over Boise stacks up as, as a really quality win. We had their game at Utah State, the wagon wheel game. They played so well that day. Uh, Jaron Hall got the start. He got banged up at halftime. Baylor Romney comes in and does a nice job in the second half. The defense was, uh, pressured Jordan Love, the outstanding Utah State quarterback. It was an impressive showing. And so, as I said earlier, on their best day, this is a team, a BYU Cougar team, that I think can play with anybody. You know, if they play their best game, I'm confident they they will win this by at least a touchdown. But they've thrown enough clunkers, and they've struggled in the offensive line. They've struggled to develop any kind of running game. Uh, their defense is kind of a bend don't break, uh, where they're dropping and and almost giving possession time to the opponent. So, you know, I worry about Hawaii going on some just drastically long, monotonous, slow, short passing drives. Uh, and, and, and keeping this, this game close. But uh, yeah, the national perception, I, I think, is you don't know what to expect when you watch this, this Cougar team this year. 
Hey, long drives on the field, long drives to and from uh, Honolulu out here. That's just what happens, right, in this city. Um, let's finish with this. What other storylines, given your conversations with BYU coaches and players, stick out to you going into this game? Uh, you know, Kalani Shitake talking about how chippy practices got and, and how they kept their foot on the gas during their bowl prep. Uh, I like to hear that. I like to hear that this team is sharp. You know, when you come out here to Hawaii, there's a lot of distractions. He emphasized hydration, sleep, and nutrition. Players have their families here. There's a lot going on. But I think this group has the, uh, the mindset to put all those distractions aside and, and come out and play well. The one thing that stood out to me defensively uh, is, is that I think you're going to see, you know, typically this, this season BYU's played coverage. They've dropped, and they dare you to run it. And, and, and the biggest question mark in my mind is, does Hawaii have the patience with their head coach, Nick Rolovich, who's a run-and-shoot guru? You know, they, they like to chuck it around. But if the run, if, if this is a light box, if BYU only puts five and four in the box, is Hawaii willing to run the ball and, and take the slow games as opposed to playing to their ego and chucking the ball around the park? There's a, a couple personnel issues I think we got to keep our eye on in this game. You know, uh, there's some health issues. Um, on, on the Hawaii side, a player or two that, you know, day-to-day type things. And then the BYU, my question is, you know, Matt Bushman and uh, Kyrus Tonga, these are potential NFL guys. Do they play? Apparently they're going to. How much do they play? You know, we, we've seen players, so to speak, tap out in some of these bowl games a little early or be beyond a, a pitch count, a limited snap count. So it'll be interesting to see how much Tonga uh, and Bushman, do they play full and go 100%, or, or is there time? Uh, I think Bushman will play, but I, I worry about Tonga not playing the entire game. Quint Kestenich, ESPN sideline reporter with us on BYU Sports Nation. Quint, we appreciate the time on a very busy day, and uh, I'm being told we have our crack research team from BYU Sports Nation scouring the websites uh, for your Baltimore lacrosse jersey. We'll let you know if we track it down. Gentlemen, uh, BYU has a fine, fine club lacrosse team. I've never gotten the opportunity to cover them, but they're, they're very successful in that MCLA. And as you know, the, uh, Utah has added a men's Division One program. Uh, my former assistant coach at Johns Hopkins, Brian Holman, uh, leading the Utes uh, to Division One, and that, that's been a big boost for, uh, for college lacrosse. So, so the Utah Valley now is becoming a hotbed. I love it, Quint. Yeah, I love it. Uh, and next time we discuss lacrosse, um, we're going to put you on uh, the top of the list, if that's okay. Quint Kestenich of ESPN, Absolutely. thanks so much. Take care, guys. Have a great day. You got it. That was fun. On the Desert First Credit Union Hotline, Quint Kestenich. Uh, we'll see him on the sideline today at the Aloha Bowl. Absolutely. He does a really nice job. I think he's good. Coming up, Greg Rubel and if there could be multiple quarterbacks in this game for BYU. And Diane Gawalaku, our two-on-one special with the greatest backdrop ever, plus a special oh. guest that interrupted the interview. It's Senior Day Part 2 in a way. This is BYU Sports Nation. Tonight at 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific, listen to coverage of the Hawaii Bowl live on BYU Radio as your boy Jason Shepard, Riley Nelson, and Greg Rubel get set for two hours of pregame content on BYU Radio. Mele Kalikimaka, Aloha, and Mahalo for joining us live from Aloha Stadium. Christmas Eve Bowl Special on BYU Sports Nation as the Cougars get ready to take on the Rainbow Warriors. With that in mind... 
Let's whip it. Whoops! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. It is game day for the Cougars against Hawaii here in the Hawaii Bowl. Countdown to kickoff starts on BYU TV, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on BYU TV, as mentioned in the app. The Cougars have won five in a row against the Rainbow Warriors. Six BYU football players named to the Phil Steele All-Independent Teams. James Empey, Matt Bushman, Diane Gonwoluku earned first-team honors. Brady Christensen, Isaiah Kafusi, and Mitch Harris receive second-team honors. Cougars in the NFL. Jamal Williams and the Packers beat the Vikings 23-10 last night. Congrats to Jamal and the Packers for winning the NFC North. The Swag Daddy had six carries for 33 yards, two catches for 19. Volleyball. BYU players Gabby Garcia-Fernandez and Davide Gardini received preseason All-American honors. The opposite, Gabby Garcia-Fernandez named off-the-block preseason first team. He led BYU with 390 kills and 32 aces last year. Gardini named second team All-American in 2019. He had 319 kills, 64 blocks, and 28 aces. They are stat sheet stuffers. Diane Gawoluku is playing his final game as a BYU Cougar and as a beloved and fellow Northridge High School alumnus. It's going to be tough to see him go. He's played a huge part in a lot of big games for BYU. It is Senior Day Part 2 for him, and he had a special guest interrupt this conversation. We're two-on-one BYU Sports Nation All-Access with Diane Gunwoloku. Diane, I was just uh, recounting with uh, Deputy Athletic Director Brian Santiago that I'm pretty sure this is the greatest press conference that I've ever attended, and I don't think I'll ever have a better backdrop. What do you, what do you think of this uh, as you address the media here? Man, it's nice. Like, you can't go wrong with Hawaii. Better than, like, snow. The mountain's cool, but snow's not it. But this is awesome. You couldn't ask for anything better. What's the uh, last couple of days been like for you as you prepare for a game, but you get to experience Hawaii? It's nice. Like, we came here, I think, our bad season. I don't want to talk about it, but, you know, we consider that kind of like a bowl game went a little earlier. But this, like, actually having, like, a good winning season and coming out here, playing against Hawaii, a good Hawaii team, uh, it's the best. Like, I don't know where else else you can go. Like, Idle Potato Bowl was good, but, you know, it wasn't the best like this. You feel me? The background, the family here, uh, being with your team, it's the last time. This is the best you can ask for. And didn't you go snorkeling with the uh, dolphins and saw a shark or something? I did. Like, I don't mess with the water. You don't know what you don't know what's in the ocean. Like, but you know, wifey made me go, and it was obviously it was fun. My first time doing it, and she's a big uh, adventure person. She gets me out there, but yeah, the dolphins are cool. But when the dude talks about sharks, like that's not it. <laughs> yes, when when the men in gray suits, which slang for sharks, show up, you, you don't want to be the men in gray suits. What would you rather face, Cole McDonald and the Hawaii defense or the ocean? The Hawaii defense, man. <laughs> the Hawaii offense, sorry. Or offense. Yeah. Well, I don't mess with sharks, man, or the ocean. You you don't know what's in there. Like they say, this is a safe area, but you don't know the fishes could change their mind and come closer. So you. <laughs> P's and Q's. <laughs> Fish are like, what are we doing today? Yeah. <laughs> Dine, this is uh, quite the setup for you. One, you don't have any more homework. Yeah. Congratulations on finishing school. That's awesome. You're playing in Hawaii. Uh, but what are the emotions like as you approach your final game as a BYU Cougar? I mean, I just want to win. Like, the seniors, we worked all summer, all year to go to a bowl game. That's the main thing. And then win the bowl game. It's not, like I said, we're not, it's not a vacation. It's a business trip. And you can have fun with it, but... We're trying to have fun on the field, too, and that's the main thing. Just finish it off good with the boys. 
How have you been able to uh, perhaps focus on this team? Because it is a team you're somewhat familiar with. You've played Hawaii the last couple of years. You've beaten Hawaii two in a row. Um, how has that helped in the preparation for this one? Uh, we just, we've been practicing hard like since we found out we were playing Hawaii. Before we found out we were playing Hawaii, like we've just been practicing hard. It's been every day, shells, helmets. Like We've just been going at it, watching film, getting prepared because they're going to be ready too. And we've got to come out and make it a good game. What did the loss of San Diego State do to help your mental edge as a team as you prepare for this game? It hurt, but you got to move on. Like, it was a game I felt like we were ready for and we should have won, but it didn't turn out that way. So it just motivates us that much more to win this game because, you know, they're, they're in the Mountain West, and that's a Mountain West team. So it's like we got to beat someone in their conference. What do you have to prove, if anything, in this game as, as you uh, approach the final game of the season? Me personally, and the team. Oh, me, the team. We just like I said, we want to win the game. Like winning a bowl game is a big thing, and it starts the next season off good. And if you like, like I said, we want the seniors to get a win going out, and then the uh, lower classmen to know that this is a winnable team, and like this is a good team, good program, and it helps the program and the recruiting. And for next year, they're going to come out ready once we win this game. How have you changed the most as a player in person since your time at BYU from day one until now? Uh, I just I'm a I'm not that big of a vocal leader, but I feel like I became more of a vocal leader. And like you know, Micah he's he's that vocal leader. Like, but me, I just try to work and show that you can lead by example, and that's my big thing. Just lead by example. Don't mess around during walkthroughs, stuff like that. Take everything like you're gonna do in the game. Just practice like you don't play. Speaking of, we do have Micah Simon here. Let's bring in Micah. Micah, uh, I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to commit a cardinal sin. I'm going to hand you the mic. So Whoa. We, are, we, we can't Whoa. go like we can't go like four minutes. But uh, I know you want, you had some questions for Dan. All right, let's go. No. <laughs> Start walking down on the beach. <laughs> All right, one question for Diane. I think of the senior team. I think the senior group, one of the best groups we've had, one of the closest groups we've had. Me, JJ, Austin Lee. Talon, you, who else? <laughs> I love Man, I'll walk through a, you know, I'd, I'd fight a shark for you guys, to be honest. Like, that's, that's a lot. That's saying a lot because I don't mess with sharks. I don't mess with the ocean, but I'll go deep in the ocean for you guys, man. Like, that's all That's all there is to it. That's love right there. <laughs> that is love from Diane Gonwalaku. I love it. Well done, Micah. You may have a future in this business. Come hang out with us in the fall this year. <laughs> hey, BYU Sports Nation. And Bracken. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, no. Bracken's a big part of this. Seniors are a huge <laughs> part of this. Okay. Uh, I'm glad both of you are here because we want to give you an early Christmas present. Some BYU Sports Nation karma yeah. for the SoFi Hawaii Bowl. So We don't hand that out easily. Oh, wait. We do. But we love you Only, only to great players. Yeah. You know? Exactly. We'll take it. Okay. We, we need it. So take the blue-goggled BYU Sports Nation pre-Christmas Eve karma. Do you want the blue-goggles ice cream? Hey, after this game, I think we could give it to you. Compliance. Yes. They graduate. Then we can just give it to them. <laughs> just give them we some ice cream. We have our own ice cream. We'll give it to you. Yeah. I'm down for it. Yeah. I'm down for it. You cool for that? I love ice cream. Let's do it. Okay. All right. A couple of great seniors. Great to talk with you guys. Thanks so much for the time. Thank you. Micah, give it back. Give it back. <laughs> no, we got to secure the microphone. Yeah, you don't you, give you away the mic. To, that, you yeah. have to secure I the mic. I told him before, though, you got to give it back. You All can't right. take it forever. Okay, coming up, our final going for two picks. Yeah, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell, will join us as well. What do the Cougars have left to prove today? This is BYU Sports Nation. 
BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us December 27th for a BYU Football All-Decade Show on BYU Sports Nation as we name the best of the past 10 years and who gets our MVP. It's coming up December 27th on Friday. Live from Aloha Stadium, BYU Sports Nation continues on Bowl Game Day. Yesterday, we sat down with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell, to discuss what is left to prove and much more two-on-one with Greg Rebell. Greg, aloha and mahalo for joining BYU Hello, Sports Greg. Nation on the beaches of Waikiki. Aloha and mele kalikimaka. Yes, exactly indeed. Right. Uh, wow, what a setup here for BYU football as they get ready to take on Hawaii. Um, I know you've been here a number of times. What will make this trip unique for you this time around to Hawaii? Well, what's interesting is that my first trip to Hawaii came in September of 1992 with, of course, Lavelle's teams. And where I'm staying is where Lavelle's teams always stayed, the, uh, the Princess Kaiulani here on Waikiki. And so walking into that lobby again, it was, it was a major flashback. Amazing how little has changed, but it was literally 27 years ago. But that was always Lavelle's Hotel. That was where they came and stayed every time. And so, you know, back then you were playing uh, Hawaii more often here than at home. So we got to Hawaii quite a bit. And, and for someone who, you know, I can't take it for granted because I've been here so many times. But there are some people who had never been to Hawaii before. <laughs> and so I, I have to realize how just special place this really is, right? Yeah. And, and you talk about 92. You would have been here at the bowl game in December as well. I would have well. gotten two trips that year, but, but yeah. uh, your first child was born and you missed the Aloha Bowl in 92, right? Which was BYU's first postseason appearance in the, here in the islands, and they're finally back for another bowl game 27 years later. Then it was the Aloha Bowl, and now, of course, it's the Hawaii Bowl. But, yeah, strong ties between the islands and BYU over the years. Greg Rebell with us, the voice of the Cougars. What does BYU have to prove in this game against Hawaii? Well, I feel a lot different about the game now than maybe I would have had they played better against San Diego State. I think that was a real step back, right? And I think there's a, you have to kind of redeem yourself in this bowl game. Things are moving along so well, and, and for them to, to move the ball you know, relatively well, right? No one had, had, had you know, amassed as many as 400 yards against San Diego State. To get only a field goal out of it, to break down in so many key areas, and to lose the game the way they did, I, I, I thought was kind of a, a regression. And they kind of got to get it back and then some right now. So I, I think it's a redemption game. It's just, it's just a swing of one game to the next, the last two games of the year. But I think it's important. If you don't win the game, you have the same record you did last year. And some would say if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. And I think it would be good to show some progress, get another game better than, than, than in 2018, uh, win another bowl game for Kalani, and, and head into a, a, the offseason on a little more of a positive springboard. But I really think they have to get something back against Hawaii on, uh, on Tuesday. I'd like to see more from Zach Wilson. We know that this guy can be amazing. We saw it last year in the bowl game. We saw it earlier this year against USC. But he hasn't had a three-touchdown game outside of UMass. Um, I, I think there's an opportunity for Zach to, to flex a little bit and be like, yeah, I am the guy. Yeah, and he's probably benefited from this time off between San Diego State and here as well. Not that it's been a lost year for Zach, but I think he would tell you, too, that, that this wasn't what he envisioned um, uh, for, for his sophomore year. And, and you, can, you can pin almost all of it on the fact that he's been rehabbing for so much of the year. Uh, almost the entire offseason spent just trying to get better. Not better as a quarterback, but get his arm better. You're not improving when you're just rehabbing, I don't think. And then he gets into the season, and it's a broken bone, and he's out for weeks again. And so you think about how much the last 12 months has, has been spent just physically recuperating, not sharpening his skills, just getting healthy. And, 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 and that really just uh, it, it kind of dulls his sophomore season. Uh, it, it could have been better than it was, but I think it's almost all health-related. And I think he's going to hit it hard here, and it'll be a competition here in this next offseason, which will be interesting in and of itself. 
But I think the real Zach Wilson uh, is more able to show himself as a junior than he was as a sophomore, just purely because of the physical situation he was in. Do you think he'll throw an incompletion in this ballgame? <laughs> no, the bar's been set. I mean, he's, he's perfect he's in the postseason, he's right? He's never thrown an incompletion in, in, in the postseason. Yeah. 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 First ball that drops, we may just have to pause and, and let it settle for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Greg Rebell with us again. Uh, we've been discussing what the best-case scenario is for BYU football in this bowl game with realistic ties. Okay, so realistically, what do you think is the best-case scenario for BYU points, offense, when they show up to play Hawaii? Well, I, I didn't think they would score, you know, maybe 40 against San Diego State, but I thought they'd score more than three, and that, and, and that's, and, and that was uh, what happened in San Diego. I, I don't know that they need to get into the 40s, but I can see this thing getting to a shootout pretty easily. Mm. Uh, Hawaii is not San Diego State defensively by any stretch. There are there are points to be had and yards to be gained, and and Hawaii is very careless with the ball, relatively speaking. Give the ball away a lot. This could be a sudden change game with big swings. I want to see BYU football, um, you know, look like it. Uh, kind of used to in a way and, and go win a shootout go go win a game where where, where the scores and ideally BYU holds Hawaii's def, uh, Hawaii's Hawaii's offense in check um, I mean if you take last year's game if they got a repeat of last year's score you'd be, you'd be, you'd be okay with that right yeah, you're in the 49-23 yeah. yeah and Hawaii came into that game uh, looking a lot like it does right now I mean that offense was cooking and the passing yards were crazy and BYU held them down pretty well even though John Ursua got off and got his numbers uh, BYU handled it quite easily, even with, and with Zach Wilson making his first start. Yeah, I think that BYU could replicate a lot of last year, yet it feels like Hawaii's better. I'm not sure how to quantify how much better because this is going to be their eighth home game. That's certainly benefited ninth, them. Ninth home game, right? Ninth home game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they've already played it. Thank you. Zach Wilson uh, has something to prove. He already did well against this team. I, I think this sets up nicely for BYU. I think this is good. Yeah, I, and and I really do think that um, the, the difference will come in in what BYU's been able to. I mean, BYU played a really good uh, game against San Diego State, and generally speaking, the defense has kept BYU in most games this year. BYU's got the better defense, and I think even though it looks different than Hawaii's, I think it can outscore Hawaii's offense in this game. And Hawaii is number one in giveaways. A lot of that happened yeah. at, uh, early in the season, but that's a team that can cough it up and BYU has shown that they're top 20 in interceptions and turnovers a game. They're a team, Hawaii, that plays a couple quarterbacks, and they'll, and they'll play them both. Even if things are going well, they'll switch things up. And I, and I do wonder if, if we don't see two quarterbacks for BYU in this game. Just hmm. Because Jaron Hall, I think, is ready to go. Okay. And, and gives you a different look. Uh, I, I fully expect Zach to play well, but I think Zach can play well, and we can also see Jaron Hall. Not that it will happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if it does, because I think Jaron's got to get some run in before the end of the year. I think he's, he's, he's well again and, and needs to show something. Even if he gets a series or two, I don't think there's any reason to not play him. It's okay to do that, I think. And the huh? Baylor-Romney story is interesting. Sure. He right? has ties to Nick Rolovich. Nick Rolovich... Uh, essentially signed Baylor Romney out of high school to go to Nevada. Then Rolo comes down to Hawaii, and voila, Baylor ends up at BYU after his mission and has played games. So it's been fun to kind of watch them interact as well here too. Let's stay with the quarterback theme. Which quarterback means more to their team in terms of success to, to winning the game? Is it Cole McDonald for Hawaii? Are they more dependent on him than BYU is on Zach Wilson? What do you think? I, I, I don't think it's McDonald because Cordero's played so well. Uh, I think he's still undefeated uh, as a starter when, when, he, when he's played. Um, I, I think they like both their guys, and I think both might play for, for Hawaii. So I don't know, I don't know that, that it's McDonald or bust, 
just as I don't think it's Wilson or bust for BYU because we saw how well uh, Jaron Hall and Baylor Romney played. Uh, when, when Zach went down, I think a lot of people thought when Zach went down and you're already down Tyson Williams, well, now what happens? What happens is they beat Boise State and they beat Utah State. They showed that they were more than just Zach Wilson, even though people would have thought, well, that's a worst-case scenario if you lose those two guys. And so uh, I, I think both teams can look at their quarterback rooms and say that's why they're good this year. We haven't had sunshine like this until you came. So I'm glad that you showed up because this is the sunniest, <laughs> brightest, warmest I felt inside and outside. You know what I'm saying? By Bring the way, about the sun. Well, right. you guys have been a ray of sunshine in my day. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. How much would I have to pay you to wear Cole McDonald dreads during the broadcast? That, that can't happen. I don't know. If, <laughs> what if they're dying more likely for you, More likely for you than me, I think, at this point. <laughs> what if they're dying a Wolaco version? Because he's got it going. Anything with hair is not happening. He's got to have a cap. Well, then yeah. why do we have a picture of you with hair on our set, Greg? <laughs> because it was about 40 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and we're grateful every day that it's yeah, there. I know. Okay, as you look at Kalani Satake and staying undefeated potentially in bowl games. How much does that matter in this day and age of college football to stay unbeaten in bowl games? Well, I, I, I mean, because he's only, you know, played three, it's a pretty cool thing. I think once you've played, you know, 13 or 23, um, you know, it'll be a tougher standard to maintain. It's a cool thing right now, but I think more than anything else, uh, it still goes back to that last game that BYU played. And, and how can they – I mean, because, because I, I want the last impression of this team to be a really positive one and to show that there were positive steps made and to show that this, that, that, that this bright future that's been secured with Kalani and his extension uh, is one of true promise and that the guys can kind of have his back a little bit and say, yeah, we kind of let you down a little bit in that game. Let's all do better and let's all finish the season the right way. Greg, great to talk with you. Great to be in Hawaii with you. I'll get you some uh, dreads, don't you worry. Okay. Yes. Mahalo to you both. <laughs> Meli Kalikimaka back to you. to you. And to Cougar Nation. Yep. Great talking to Greg. Coming up, we wrap things from Hawaii. An elite voice and rise and shout out takes a village. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Our question of the day, what's the best case scenario for BYU football in the Hawaii Bowl? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at JLIS57 on Twitter. 50 plus points. Hey, I'd take that. That would be awesome. I'd take that. Today's rise and shout out's a combined effort. Our crew here in Hawaii, our crew in Provo, four great shows, and it doesn't and with this, we have Countdown to Kickoff tonight, which is awesome. Yeah, it seriously takes a village. We love you all, and we're glad to have you uh, watching with us as BYU takes on Hawaii. Our thanks to today's guests. Sorry to Dennis Pitta for Jeremiah Spencer. Shout-out to Kurt Gave 